This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So... The only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You're listening to the Scarf Pagara War. Part of the TalkSport Fan Network. And charity partners with Mentel. For county fans, by county fans. Courtyard pre-match uh, versus Swindon Town. We're going to get some pre-match predictions from those that want to give them. Um, we've got uh, myself, Dan and Waggy, maybe Martin and Pete, but they don't come often, so they might not have an opinion. Uh, Dan, what do you reckon? I reckon we'll win today, maybe 2-1. I think we'll concede. OK. 2-0 or 3-0, like I said on the podcast. You do remember last time you said that it was Harrogate and we drew one all, don't you? No, because I wasn't here for the Harrogate game. Oh, was you not? No. Oh, did you so not do that? OK, right, well, I, I, I take that back. Pete, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think it'll be 3-1. 3-1? Martin? 2-0. Martin thinks 2-0. Excellent. Hello and welcome to another Courtyard Club Call with me, Russ Johnson. I'm joined as ever by Dan and Waggy to discuss the nil-nil draw against Swindon Town. You okay, boys? Uh, not too bad. Oh, that was in stereo. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, another another nil-nil, another game where we failed to score. Let's take you through the lineup first then. So, Hinchliff in net, as always. Back three, I think, of Cass, Horsfall, Burn, Torre, left wing back, Hippolyte, sort of right wing back. We'll talk about the shape and in and out of possession shortly. Lemon Hay Evans, Sass, Powell, and then up front, you've got Madden and Alafi. It felt like it was a 5 3 2. Um, and I'll quickly just go through the first half stats just to get a sense of where we are. So 68% possession in the first half. 0.59 expected goals, eight shots, two on target, two big chances, loads of more passes than Swindon, loads more possession as you'd expect. Game momentum was all in our favour. How did we not score in that first half? <laughs> we, 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 I think it's as if we've gone the opposite to where we were playing before the two defeats. We're, we're trying, we're trying for a, a, a clean sheet. That seems to be the big thing, and then we'll see what happens from there. But yeah, it would say we battered them, didn't we? 
first half and second half, I think we were we were well on top and just needed to be a bit more clinical again. Just doesn't quite seem to be dropping. Because um, I don't think their keeper had an amazing game as such. It just seemed that every shot was at him. There was no, I didn't think there was any real, certainly the first half, any real first class, world class saves from him. I think pretty much everything was at him, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, I think the pressure is the word pressure. I think the pressure is starting to tell on the players. Players starting to snatch at things or over egg it and, you know, shots and headers where it just needed a, just to be a little bit more clinical. And like I said, he snatched at it and, you know, plenty of chances across the team, not just, you know, for the front two, but all across the team that, you know, there was plenty of chances to score. And yeah, your glass is half full or it's half empty with this one. Yeah. Um, it was a funny, it was, it's a funny old game, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> you know, you, you, I, I, I know, I know, we'd, we, you know, it's been documented on this podcast quite a lot about cliches but there's a reason for that in there i mean you know you, you talk about quality of chances the expected goals that's what that's 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 what that stat is there for 0.59 over eight total shots uh, so you're right you're right i think you know they're just not quality shots we're not getting quality chances we might be applying loads of pressure as you say but when it comes to that final third and it's been the same for a few matches now um, defensively, we seem to be sorted now, don't we? We seem to have sort of steadied the boat in that respect. Two clean sheets on the bounce. But going forward seems to be an issue. Yeah, definitely. I think, as you say, the, the, the lineup was obviously surprised that Crowsdale wasn't there. But obviously, he said, mentioned that he's he's had a hernia operation. So, and I think we've mentioned it for the last two or three weeks, he's not, he's not looked 100% as he's not looked at his normal self. So, Maybe he has been playing through playing through an injury um, for him not to play. Um, I think, yeah, I don't know. With I think loads of people have said it as well. I think we played better when we were back four, and I think when we changed at half time with Pi coming back on, which I will talk about obviously in the second half. But brilliant having him back. It just looked much more comfortable at the back, um, and then that freed up um, us going forward again. And I think. Powell was sort of he was there doing Crowsdale's role really to me. He looked at he was always the deepest, and there's a lot of people that have slagged him off saying he's rubbish and everything like that. But he was there to do a job for the team. He was there to break things up and start trying to get the passes out, wasn't he? That's the way I looked at it. He, I don't think he had a bad performance. Again, you could see some of the vision of his passing and stuff, and people just they either hesitated or they just they didn't go. And you could see the, the quality of the pass was there. It was just that they look bad because there was nobody actually getting on the end of them. But if you actually look at the pass and the vision and you see two seconds before he plays them or a second before he plays the pass, you could see that somebody was starting to go into the, the channel or to wherever he was trying to ping it. And then suddenly they'd stop or, you know, something. So it looked a, a very wasteful in the end. It's a bit of a weird one with Powell, the mystery of Powell, because if you look at the stats of the team... He's got one of the best tackling, successful tackle ratio out of the whole squad. So, you know, and he's like, say, he, he likes to play the ball, but he needs players to move around him. I think he needs options. He needs people to be moving around. And we're a bit little, 
very much static. The bit that did drive me up the wall, I must admit, with Swind the Swindon game was there was too many times where he would put the ball off the back three, particularly Bird, give it back to someone like Bird, and then Bird would make the you know the the forty yard right diagonal yeah. pass straight into touch. And I think to myself, well, why isn't Powell making that pass? Powell has got yeah. more quality than any of them three in the in the back three to make them passes. And it was I just, that was a bit frustrating for me because, like you say, even though we didn't have a bad game and, like I say, probably one of the highest scoring ratings of all both teams on a Saturday, he just wasn't. We didn't get the best out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, if that we know he's better, even though he didn't have a bad game, we know there's there's more out of him, um, which was the sort of frustrating bit with Powell. But you know that's, that's you know if that's what it is. I mean, you know he's going to have runners in front of him for me always. Yeah. Let's let's turn our attention to Torre then. I don't want to. You know we're not in the business of digging out players and. Challoner did mention it in his post-match as well, that for whatever reason, a very good player in Torre is not playing to to his own, you know, the, the best of his ability. I think I think we're seeing that, aren't we? And it doesn't help that the crowd get on his case, but you can see why they do. Because there's a, yeah. With Torre, there's, there's a written test and a, a well, your eye test. If you look at the stats on Torre, he's... The stats don't lie, but he's he's up there in the county squad in the league. He's up there with chances created, assists, tackles. You know he's up there. If you look at just the paper, unfortunately, where the eye test is where we get frustrated with because we can see is it one a frustration of we know he's better than what he's actually doing on the pitch, or is he that's his level? I don't think I think he's better than what he's actually shown at times um, on there. I know it's hard, obviously, with Byrne uh, being a right-footed player playing on the left-hand side. And like I said, we'll get into that into the second half, but it's slowed it down. And, uh, you know, with the ball going to Byrne, I thought Torre, when obviously he had um, Bailey and uh, Barry and they could make triangles, when we play in triangles across the pitch, and you know partnerships. That's when we look our best. And when players like Torre is isolated and not getting the ball, then I think you know he, he struggles and he will become a whipping boy for the fans to sort of get on his back. And the pressure, same again, the word pressure. I think he's one is really struggling at the moment with form and pressure and expectation and stuff like that. You know, the Gillingham game on Tuesday, I thought he was probably one of the best players on the pitch. Yeah. And he yeah. comes to a Saturday in a home game and he looked like he didn't want the ball, couldn't kick the ball, didn't know where the line was for out of bounds. Um, he just looked a completely different player in the matter of five days. Yeah. Yeah, I think, as you say, Chandler mentioned it, didn't he? There wasn't the pressure, it wasn't the same pressure at Gillingham of the home crowd getting on his back. And I think as soon as he makes one mistake... The crowd jump on him, and as you say, I don't think we've seen the best of him. Um, and again, Chandler said that him playing out of position when he was trying to play him as the left centre back—that's down to Chaloner because he believes that Torre can play that position. And if Torre's not comfortable playing there, then you know that's Chaloner's. That's on yeah. Chaloner's shoulders, not Torre's shoulders. Um, and I think, yeah, I think he's—he's. He's, 
he's very low on confidence and i think he's starting to he's, he's starting to hear like the boo boys and that isn't he so i think as you say he didn't want the ball and as soon as he got the ball he wanted to get rid of it as quickly as possible so that it wasn't on his back but then he just didn't I seem mean, to be making simple passes he was on BBC Radio Manchester during the week and he even said himself there he's not performed to the level he's, he wants to perform at or he expects himself to be at. And so he's obviously aware of the situation on the comments that's been, probably been made on social media because Charlotte has mentioned social media in his interviews. And it's obviously, it's, 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 it's niggling at him. Um, you know, and it's, it's, you know, it's one of them players that you just, you, when he gets the ball, you just want him to see him drive on. You want him to have a shot. You want him to take on the player in front of him. And we know he's got that capability in it. It is. It's it's one of them ones. He's going to have a, the fans are going to drag him along to, with that belief, or he's going to do it himself and get everybody behind him. But we need him. We need him to be, you know, that player that why we signed him. Yeah. Yeah, and the player. I mean, I, I, away at MK Dons, he was he was brilliant. Uh, so I've, you know, we think I think we have seen what he's capable of, but it's just not happening for whatever reason. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Has that so is that African Cup of Nations actually that opportunity has actually done more harm to him than actually good? Um, because obviously he played the first game and then he didn't get a look in for the other games, and since then. And like I say, Gillingham, I thought he actually had a solid game, Gillingham, but it's got, it seems like one step forward, two steps back. Mm. Indeed. Okay, moving on then. So that was the first half. Half-time, couple of changes. Uh, Ethan Bristow and Ethan Pye came on for Burn and Torre, respectively. That's when we went back to the uh, back four. Uh, and if the first half told you a story of dominance, then the second half... Uh, arguably was well, not even arguably. The, the, the stats say it was it was it was even more so. Sixty nine percent possession in the second half, one point six four expected goals, twelve shots, six on target, three big chances, way more passes again, and in terms of accuracy as well, just couldn't break them down. Um, I, this is where the, their keeper, I think, came into his own. He, he made a couple of good saves, and in fact, got man of the match according to FopMob. Yeah. I mean, like I say, if you look at that momentum chart, it looks like a New York skyline. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, 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 it's amazing. You know, and you like you say, how has that been a nil-nil? They've, you know, don't get me wrong, Swind, that point for Swindon is a massive point for them and they've dug in. Um, you know, they're always going to have chances as a threat with Charlie Austin on the pitch. Um, but like you say, we just, we just missed that. Cleaning, you know, it's one of them games as well. I thought if we score in the first 20 minutes and get into them, this could be 3 4 nil. Mm. You know, it, it was one of them games where we just needed that one goal, and it didn't have to be a wonder goal. It, uh, for me, I'll take something coming off Sarsevich's arse at the moment, um, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so yeah, it, like I say, it was, it was a, like I say, the momentum, and we we. We kept on going and to the 90th minute and to the to near the end of nearly getting it. Don't get me wrong, Hinchliffe, as always, has had to pull out a, a save or two, which is, you know, that's what he does. You know, he doesn't do much during games. People will moan about his kicking, but I'll still, I'll take his kicking all day for his shot saving. Um, 
you know, when, like you say, it's it was like I say, you look at the stats and it, it should be 3 0 to us, but like you say, it's one of them ones from the recent games that we've played. Is it half, glass half full or glass half empty? Yeah, you know, we've kept a clean sheet, we looked quite solid at the back, regardless. Um, we've played some good football at times, just not found that killer edge, or do you go the other way of you know, it's it's another game where we've we've not won. Um, you know, and it's what now four, five games now without a win. Um, only one win during the month of February. Um, you know, and same again, we've not scored a goal again. But it's that third game on the trot now without scoring. Yeah. Yeah, indeed it is. Three games without scoring. And I think I totally agree with you. I'd take any goal at this moment in time. A lot of talk in the week of a decent point away at Gillingham because they, they're they not bad. You know, they're in the, I think they're either in the playoffs or just outside it. They're there or thereabouts. Yeah. Well, they'd be that, that team with no name um, that we shall not mention. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, on Saturday as well. So, it's, you know, it's one of them ones. The table, like we've discussed before, it's absolutely balmy. You know, you've got teams like Harrogate that hold us out for a draw and then they go and lose to Mansfield and then they go and win or get a, lose to Mansfield 9-2 and then go to Crew and get a nil-nil. You know, so anyone can beat anyone still in this table. Um, and that showed it because I, I thought Gillingham were very, very poor. I mean, I they didn't look like they wanted to come and play football. They just wanted to get a point. They Like you say, they looked like the away team um, yeah. on Tuesday night, Gillingham, and then they go and beat Wrexham. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, I, I yeah, totally take on board that. Where where I was heading with that was that it looks a good point if you follow it up with a win against yes. you know on the Saturday, and all of a sudden that doesn't look it doesn't look like a good point now because we didn't follow it up with, with a win. Okay, we played okay. I think I think I think even to the eye, you know, take all the stats away. You know, we, we're on top of Swindon for, for pretty much ninety minutes, weren't we? We just couldn't break them down, and and by all accounts, their their keeper had, I won't say the game of his life, but he played pretty well. Um, and just going back to the stats and, and linking that in, seven of our players got above seven in the ratings. Um, only three of theirs did, and two were defenders, and one was the keeper. So it does it does tell you a story of how the game went. Uh, people will say, well, it's not about it's you know it's, it wasn't a good point against Gillingham because we didn't follow it up with a win, but we followed it up with something. We did everything but win, I suppose, is where I'm going with it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, their goalkeeper, if you look at the stats, he's expected to concede 2.1 goals a game, I think it is. Mm. You know, so, like you say, for him then to keep a clean sheet is like when he's, you know, concedes goals left, right and centre. You know, like you say, he's had a game of his life, to be honest. Um, yeah, like you said, you can, you can rather, you can find the negatives if you want to find negatives. There's, there's negatives there if you want them. There's also positives. And, you know, for me, like I said, I've always said, I think 86 points gets us promotion. That's 23 points we need out of the remaining 12 games. There's seven wins, two draws, three losses. You know, if you took, said at the start of the season, after three, four games, that we'll be joint top on goal difference. And what was it? Four points clear of the auto, in the automatics. Every county fan would have, took your hand, you know, snapped your hand off for yeah. for that. You know, it's going to be nervy. It's going to be exciting running. We've got some big games, but we can rather believe that we've ch- tossed it away and chucked it all away or 
you know, believe that we've got 12 games and the destiny is in our own hands. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm not sure many people think we've thrown it away. I don't know about you, Waggy. What, what's your no? We've not thrown. There's some of the bedwetters out again, isn't there? Saying. <laughs> And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days with County are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at Edgeley Park. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. You know, we've thrown it away. It's like relegated. I mean, yeah, we're, we're what? We're something like, um, are we 15th in the form table for the last six games? Which, yeah, it's that's not that's not championship winning side, but it's... Done over a season. We, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, we're having a bit <laughs> of a Done over a season, not last six games. Yeah, I know, yeah. But as I say, so it's, it's just a case of, I think, as we were saying, if we get one goal... I think we'll. I think we'll get three or four. Yeah. I think that's what. Just get that one chance goes mm-hmm. in, and I think that'll just lift everybody. And then we'll. I say it's very close. It's a weird. It's a weird season the way it's gone. We were, you know, clear by a few points, decent goal difference, and everything like that. But as I say, top three. That's all we're after. If we win, the, if we win the league, we win the league. That's an absolute bonus. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, looking, there's, there's still going to be twists and turns because um, MK Dons have still got to play Crew. They've got to play Mansfield. Um, they've also got, obviously, us. They've got Knots as well. So, you know, these all the top, all the top five, top six, apart from us, I think we've we've got, oh, we've got MK Dons, Knots County, and Wrexham in the, in the next 12 or from the next 12. Um, and we've got, yeah, we've got MK Dons at home. So uh, the, the running on paper looks a bit easier for us. But I think, as you say, it's just a blip. We get in, get the confidence back. We score, like you say, a goal off Sarsi's arse. And I think that <laughs> that'll be, that'll be it. There'll be, it'll be gates open and we'll start, we'll start putting them in again. So well, that's it. Yeah, that, that 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 that's kind of my feeling as well. So for me, the the Gillingham game stopped the boat rocking. We were we were we were listing against yeah. Tranmere. You know, you know what I mean. Gillingham game stopped the boat rocking. Saturday's game, um, we managed to not just stop the boat rocking, but we put the sails up a bit yeah. and got you know got ourselves back into that right solid at the back, starting to create chances. Okay, not putting them away and they're not quality chances, but we're starting to get there. And get that feeling back. See um, the difference in the team as well with Pi coming on. Balance. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. Well. I mean, I didn't expect to see him for an, at least another two or three weeks. Don't think he did um, either. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, he didn't either. Yeah, his post match. Um, but yeah, it it looked we looked we looked better 
when he came on. We looked more solid and more comfortable at the back. Going to a back four gives us that bit of an extra person, doesn't it? The creative, like we've said, you know, many times throughout the season. Um, but as you say, yeah, I think it is just a case of someone's going to get a Tomkin uh, and hopefully it'll be Colchester. And then that will be, you know, everybody will be happy again and start smiling instead of, you know, fighting for relegation. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that comment. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think if if we if if we can get back to winning ways sooner rather than later, I think it will will probably go on some sort of run. Then, um, yeah, I can, I can definitely see that happening. A bit of a word on, I mean, Ethan Pye. We just mentioned that. I think he had a solid game throughout that second half. He looked, I wouldn't say back to his best, but he needs obviously needs minutes. Probably weren't expected to get forty five, but I think it's all uh, minutes in the tank for him. Wotton and Bailey, much of an impact? No, um, I don't know what, again, I think Wotton just seems a bit off, doesn't he? Um, of late, it doesn't seem to be sticking and all it seems to be is him giving free kicks away. And and we know the referees, they, he, must be in, he must be in the referee's little black book that they share. They mm. must have a, a spreadsheet of players that they're going to give free kicks yeah. against. Because it just seems every single time. Because he came on and there was the one where he jumped up just at the edge of the six-yard box on the side of the six-yard box to head it. And the defender went underneath him and he went over the defender and they both went to the floor and the defender got a free kick. Yeah, It's like, how is that a free kick against Wotton? That should have been given to Wotton. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm, we're not really, I don't. we don't seem to be crossing it as much, do we? You know he's a he's a he's a good header, but I'd have liked that Alafi chance to have fell to Wotton, and I think it'd have been I'd, nine times out of ten he'd have put that on target, wouldn't he? Yeah, that you horse know, chance for me was the one. Yeah, the, the the biggest opportunity should we say to score? I yeah. think where it, you know I look at it and it's just a complete free header, and like you say, if that drops to anyone else. Um, I think that's it. I think Alafi, same again, he's a bit like Torre. I think Alafi's actually affected with his form and confidence as well. He keeps on working hard, but, you know, we're not, I don't think we're actually servicing them. We're not playing the right balls to them at times. Um, we're over-egging it at times um, instead of just pass and move. Obviously, you know, there has been a big difference in switching the way we play and how we get goals when Mac has been injured. If you look back from the you know the games where Mac has we've lost Macca, um, that has changed dramatically um, on how we get goals and how we actually sort of play and get to the byline and cross balls in. Um, where Cass is not that sort of player. Hippolyte, obviously going back to a back three, Hippolyte gives you that option of sort of trying to find him down the wing and crossing balls in. And I think he has been a another benefit of coming back. Um, but yeah, it's it's a weird one. Because like I say, Powell had a header near the end as well, um, which same again, you expect him really to sort of get it on target. Um, I think Madden had a few chances as well. I think, you know, the chances were there. It's just at times, I think we just over-egged it or just... You know, sort of grabbed at the chance a bit too much. Alafi's header as well. I think he sort of tried to put too much power into it instead of all he had to do was just literally direct the ball. There was enough power in the cross and stuff like that where all he has to do is just literally direct it. And he's 
over-egged it and tried to, you know, power his header into the net and ended up getting underneath it and headering it over. Yeah, and I can't think of anything that Bailey did. There was nothing that stood out for me from Bailey. Um, uh, yeah, I can't think of. He just he was he was on the pitch. <laughs> you know, he's he, he's different because he's he he played really well, didn't he, with Barry? Because they they seem to be you know they'd swap sides, and I don't think he's quite got that with Lemonade Evans. But I don't think that Lemonade Evans is very good on the opposite side of the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think they've got the same interaction. Um, but yeah, I don't think Bailey didn't really. He was just he came on. I don't think I, I can't remember anything that stands out from from Bailey from when he came on. Okay, and then a cameo from Rico Richards at the end. Again, I don't remember much. <laughs> no, but um, again, I think there was a lot of people sort of near me. We were talking about this. Is if he's in the squad and you're going to bring him on, give him a bit of time because yeah. Yeah. 87 minutes. It's not that I think he probably what touched the ball twice, maybe three times. It's just so if he's if he's there and he thinks he's good enough to sort of come on, or is it because you know it's his first first loan, isn't it, from away from Aston Villa playing in the proper men's game? So is it just bringing him in slowly? Because you tend to see that, don't you, with the Premier League clubs and stuff like that, where they just sort of bring them on for a few minutes at the end and then they slowly build them up. So but I'd like to see, I'd like to see him get, you know, come on at sixty minutes or sixty-five minutes and get a real chance to see what to see what he's what he's about because I don't think we've, I don't think anybody can say if he's a decent player or what type of player he is yet because yeah. he's not been on the field long enough, has he? Well, there's so, a B game in there. Challenge has mentioned there's a B game going on this midweek, um, so that'll be, they like, say, another one where hopefully he'll get game time in. Um, you know, like um, Ethan Pye, he'll get a bit more game time in his legs. Um, for sure. Um, so, yeah. It, I say, is this... We, I, I think the same thing, a lot of expectation, oh, well, he's come from Villa and he's going to be like Louis Barry. I think we forget that Louis Barry is probably two years ahead of his yeah. development than what Rico is. You know, he's been out, this is Louis Barry's what fourth, fifth club he's been out on loan to. Uh, where Rico, this is actually his first time ever out on loan. Um, so my expectations of him is just is down. Obviously, the Crowsdale announcement that it's a bit that's a worries me because you listen to the interview, then it was like Crowsdale's decided to have the operation. So obviously, the, the club felt that he shouldn't have the operation. Um, and this is a decision that's been made by Crowsdale. I would like to know personally, well, how long has Crowsdale been carrying this injury for? Because if this was an injury that he's been carrying while the transfer window's been open, mm. then, you know what I mean? It's like, well, okay, we knew this was going to happen. He's, he's got a hernia. You know, it's, it's going to need to have an operation on it sooner or later. We're lucky it's only maybe three weeks out, but, you know, wait and see. That's obviously the news of that was obviously buried with the fact that we all heard that Barry had done, you know, some fast running training and had been training with the Villa squad on the Saturday morning before he turned up at County. So, you know, that sort of bad news got buried with the, the hope of Barry's not as far away as what we think. Yeah. Uh, don't don't forget as well, Dan, and uh, the 
the news about Crowsdale, say say they hadn't known about it for a while, camps mm. and arguably Akil Wright, you know, whatever you think of him playing in that central defensive midfield role, is they they were two other options, weren't they, to cover for Crowsdale? So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I say, you don't, we don't know the ins no. and out, obviously, because they keep everything to a close to their chest. We don't know if they went for a player in that central midfield True. role and just didn't get him. Um, I still think Pi could play that role in all fairness. I think, you know, I think Pi's a Rolls Royce player. I think he will be a, a playing top level football in his career because I think he's, you know, I've, I rate him that highly and I think he, he can play that um, holding midfield role, that Crowsdale role with his eyes closed, to be honest. Um, but like you say, the balance of the team, having that left-sided, left-footed player, you could see from the first half to the second half how where the ball was always getting held up and slowed down in extra touch. As soon as you bring um, Pi on, the ball is moving a lot quicker. We're, we're moving it about a lot quicker. The tempo goes up um, and it makes a big, big difference. Um, yeah. I think Sars could do a job there. Because he did it earlier in the season, didn't he? Um, Crowsdale went off at half time and Sarce dropped back into that into this uh, defensive midfield role, and I think he played it really well. Yeah. So I mean, I think we've got he, options there. They're not they're not Crowsdale, but we've got we've got options that can yeah that can sit in there. Yeah, I would go and as far as back as well soon this week. Yeah, he's back soon. I'd go as far as say as well that Powell could probably do a job there, like a quarterback role. I mean, he, he spends a lot of time back there anyway, doesn't he? So, well, I think that's sort of what he was playing on Saturday, wasn't it? Mm, that yeah. seemed to be he was he was more of the defensive midfielder um, on Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Conscious of time. Moving on to man of the match. Their keeper got it on foot mob. Um, I don't remember, I can't remember who got it in the ground actually. I must admit, um, Horsefall was it? Uh, yeah, he was. I saw the picture actually. And interestingly, on foot mob, Hinchliffe scored better than Horsefall, as did Powell. Actually, uh, Powell was our highest performing player, and Hippo, Hippo as well, 7.6. Yeah, so um, interesting that Horsefall got it from the sponsors. Um, do you agree with Horsefall or are you going to choose choose another one? Um, I don't know. I don't think there was anybody that really, again, really stood out as head and shoulders above anybody else. So I'd, I'd go with Horsefall just because that's what they chose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of them ones. It's, it's, I know on Fort Mob, it's, you get the points, but it is... Virtually, I thought everybody was seven. You would argue that Bird and Torre were a six. I think they were behind them. I know Alafi got a six point seven, but I don't think he did much wrong. I think he was willing runner at times, just wasn't getting the service to him. Um. So yeah, it's it's. it's I'd 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 like. I mean, if people like played longer, I would go with him. I don't. I thought Sarsovic at times was a little bit sloppy with the ball. And lost it a few times. Um, Nick Powell, a little bit more expected. Hinchley pulled off some wonder saves. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a hard one, really. Yeah, I'd go yeah. with Horsfall because, like I said, he's not done anything wrong in the game not to take it off him, to be honest. Fair dues. Fair dues. Uh, 
Um, I, I, I'll probably do. I'll probably say the same. I'll probably go with Horsfall. It's one of these things where I'd probably say their keeper. In all honesty, I don't. You know, it doesn't doesn't have to be one of our players. So we know. I know we do that every week. We say it's one of our players, but I mean, their keepers kept him in it. Um, okay, you know, not great chances from us, but he's he's pulled off a couple of like like proper good saves. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go. I'd probably go with that. If I had to go with one uh, for for us, I would probably I'd probably go with Horsfall myself, to be honest. Yeah. Um, because he is steady, he's not. He's he's almost like uh, no nonsense and steady at the same time, isn't he? He's, he's no frills, yeah. is he? So probably go with that. And he he did play well. Uh, final word then on the ref. Anything to say about the ref? I could personally couldn't remember anything that got me up in arms, but I am pretty relaxed about refs these days because they're all shit. <laughs> no, it's nice to see a ref complete a game, and it was nice to see a ref not have any issues with his technology for a change. Um, <laughs> Like I say that I, there was obviously frustration, but I think that's more because the scoreline opposed yeah. to what the referee's performance was. So yeah, um, I like you say forgettable performance, which is what at times I want from a referee. I think it was just a standard League Two refereeing performance. That's about as good as it gets. There wasn't anything alarming that I was like, "Oh my God, what what was that type of thing?" Yeah. So just a steady crap. <laughs> no higher praise from from waggy there correct <laughs> good stuff right okay um that's the courtyard club call for this week thanks to everybody for tuning in uh and thanks to everybody for for for, for, for subscribing as well i met a couple of you on saturday which is pretty good um sort of uh, said hello which was uh, you know always like to do that so cheers for that and yeah, we'll be back next week with the Courtyard Club call after the Colchester match where we're hopefully talking about a win. Um, and we'll see you on Wednesday for... I've waited all week for that. Cheers, gents. Cheers, um, thank you. See you next time.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.